Welcome to the Boom Boom Performance Podcast, your resource for science-based training and nutrition, data-driven coaching, and education-focused content. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen and learn with me so that you can apply what you are about to learn, take my strategies, use these tools, and finally have some serious methods to see sustainable success with your physique, your mind, and your life. This podcast was built on the foundation of applied education, and I'm excited for you to be here so you can have that experience with me. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to the show. Today's Monday motivation is going to be slightly different than normal because I'm not going to sit here and yell at you. (laughs) I'm not going to sit here and give you some motivational spiel like I usually do, um, even though I really do enjoy those. And I think you guys do too. If you guys are liking the Monday motivations, let me know. um, And let me know what you struggle with. Feel free to email me, shoot me a DM, whatever it may be. Um, I love creating content based on my real life experiences and struggles that I go through, as well as the struggles that I'm helping my clients get through. So for people listening who are and are not my clients, please shoot me a DM, shoot me an email, Cody at tailoredcoachingmethod.com. Um, and let me know what you want to hear. I mean, it can, doesn't have to be pertaining to mindset and, and business and entrepreneurship and, and motivation and things like that, just because this is a Monday motivation podcast, but it can also relate to training, nutrition, whatever it may be. I'm always, my door is always open to have discussion and it's always open for ideas for more podcasts because I create these for you. I don't create these for me. Um, but today is a little bit different because this is targeting coaches. Today, I'm going to talk about um, the five things that I believe all great coaches have and, and why great coaches are even great in the first place. There's five key things and they all start with an E. I'm surprised it or not. Um, I actually, only four of them really started with an E and then I was like, let me add this fifth one because I think it's important and I'll use this word to describe what I mean just because it has an E. So there's, there's five E's that we're going to cover today, and that's going to be empathy, experience, education, enthusiasm, and expectations. Um, but this is going to apply to everything in life. I, I want you listening to this to understand that this doesn't just apply to the coaches listening. If you are a trainer or a nutritionist or an online coach or do whatever, um, this is obviously five things that you need to have constantly checked off your checklist to make sure that you are doing everything in your power to be the best coach possible. If you are a client or an individual looking to transform their body and you are curious about what a coach might be or look like, then I would highly encourage you to take all these into consideration and into your journey of finding a coach. So when you go out and try to seek a new coach or find a coach that is right for you, these are the things that you are going to be shooting to check off, right? These are the things that you really want to be looking out for because these are the symbols of a great coach. These are the five things that make a great coach great. So let's start with the first one. The first one is empathy. And although empathy kind of comes after this, the second one, which is experience, um, in, in fact, let's start there because I think that's that's more important. Experience is number one. Now, a lot of people listening will be like, well, fuck, I'm a new coach. I'm a trainer and I've, I've talked to, to coaches that I've mentored uh, in the same exact capacity and they're like, that kind of screws me, right? If people only trust coaches who have experience, what am I to do? Well, the reality is, is if you're a coach out there listening and you don't have experience yet, then you need to find individuals who cannot afford coaching and you need to offer coaching for free or for a very low price. I coach people for free. Uh, well over a year when I first started. Um, And then I started doing things. This is a really good idea for people. Then I started doing things like you can 
get me as a coach, we'd do like an eight week transformation, quote unquote, or a 12 week, whatever it may be. And what we would do is I would say, hey, write a check for $400, sign the check, but do not date it and give me that check. If you do not follow the protocols, I'm cashing that check. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write the date. I'm going to cash that bitch. So for people out there who want to work with people but they don't have that experience and they don't have people knocking at the door to work with them, this is exactly what you can do. Reach out to friends, family, coworkers, people that you know um, from other life experiences that want to see progress or results. Pitch this idea at them and say, hey, you write a blank check. The blank check is for accountability. If you follow the protocols, it's completely free. If you do not check in with me on a weekly basis, if you do not stay consistent with XYZ because everybody falls off, so you got to have boundaries obviously and, and give them some slack. But if you don't do XYZ and you don't follow through with the whole eight week, 12 week, 16 week, whatever it is, then I'm cashing that check. That's an extreme form of accountability and that gets you started on your journey of experience. But at the end of the day, like when we're looking for a coach, we need to find somebody with experience. Now, experience doesn't just mean working with people, but it also means working with yourself. What experience do you have reading, learning, trying things out, testing things? The, the amount of programs I've tested on myself, the amount of processes I've worked on with myself, the amount of uh, mindset drills and meditations and, and business tactics and marketing and diets and all this shit I've tested on myself is, is insane. Because over the last decade, I've been obsessed with learning and creating more experience for myself. And that's one of the most fundamental things that you need in order to be a coach. It's why everybody on our team has years of experience already before they even step into our coaching team because experience is extremely important. But again, if you're listening and you're a new coach, then your job is to go find people who cannot afford high-level coaching and you are going to offer them coaching at a discounted rate or with this whole blank check idea or just for free. I mean, I used to train people for free all the time. And the point was, is I need to get experience. I need to understand how people are feeling after our sessions, how they are getting amped for our sessions, how I can keep them accountable, how I can create systems around this, how I can get people to lose weight and get testimonials. Um, and that's how you get started. And then eventually you build more and more experience. But the first thing first, great coaches are great because they have experience. And most phenomenal coaches have years and years and years of experience. I just mentioned a decade, right? Think about that. Almost a decade. I'm only 27. I'm going to be 28 this year, but I've been coaching since I was 19. That's almost a decade of coaching. And if you think about it, that means that's literally all I have done. I have had one other job, two other jobs. And both of those jobs I used as a way to pay for myself to learn and train people for free. Because at the time when I was working at Rite Aid and then when I was working at the community center as a maintenance dude, <laughs> as like a, as a janitor slash maintenance guy, overnight watcher, I would stay at the community center overnight while uh, families had like quinceañeras and wedding parties and stuff like that. And... I did those things to give me money so I could go to school and I could go to seminars with my mentor and my, uh, go through an internship process. I would train people for free at the gym and at the field that we used to run sprints at and stuff. Um, and I did all that for free while working another job. But other than the, those two like clerk jobs that really weren't serious, obviously, this is all I have done ever. Um, and my point is not to impress you, but to impress upon you that I set foot into this at a young age and said, this is all I'm going to do. There is no option B. It is option A. And that's a huge life lesson in itself. If you go into situations with a plan B or with an option B, then you are already leaning on something as a crutch. You are already deciding that you're not going to be successful in option A. You're already throwing out the possibility that you're going to fail. If you have no plan B, there is no way to fail. It's, it's this or nothing. Do or die. 
sink or swim. And I think it's super, super important for people to do that. And I even remember my father trying to tell me, hey, you need a plan B. Like business life 101, have a plan B. What are you thinking? What is your job going to be? What's this going to be? Do you want to come work in the oil industry with me? Nope, 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 nope. Sorry, dad. And I'm, I'm stubborn as hell, <laughs> asked my wife. And so my dad got frustrated, but I was like, yo, I'm not. There is no option B. There's nothing because then I won't focus on this entirely. I need to make this happen. Um, so going back to the whole point of like what makes great coaches great, I think they have years of experience. And it comes not only from saying, hey, like I've been doing this for years, but hey, I'm going to do this for years. There's no option B. This is all I know. This is all I love. This is all I do. And this is all I will ever do. That's a good sign. And that's, that's massive amounts of experience. The second thing, empathy. Empathy is the second E of the five E's of why great coaches are great. Um, empathy is, is simple. If you can't empathize with your clients, if you have zero sympathy, zero empathy, and you don't understand where they're at, you do not get it you are going to have a tough time breaking through their wall. There's a lot of people who step into coaching with coaches, their, their clientele, their people signing up, and there's a huge wall in front of them. Why is there a wall in front of them? Because they have never done this before. It's a new change. It's a challenge. It's something that puts them outside of their comfort zone. It gives them massive amounts of resistance, and they're not used to pushing into resistance. That's uncomfortable in nature. So you're asking these people to do this. Well, of course they have their defense up. Of course they have their wall up. Of course they don't completely trust you yet or they're cautious. So you need to show them that you are empathetic. You need to show them that you have experience. You need to show them that you have been in their shoes. I think the greatest coaches of all time were the worst players. I think that's a, that's a, I believe it's a sports saying. If, if any of my friends ever listen to this, they know I'm horrible with sports. I'm not a sports fanatic, so I probably am not the person that should be saying sports analogies. But I believe that's a saying. The best coaches were the worst players. And the reason for that is because they were shitty at some point. They were in rock bottom. They were not in a good place. They were fifth string. They were bench warmers. They were people that had to grind and grind and grind to stay on varsity. They didn't make it to the big leagues, but they had a passion for the work ethic and the skill behind the sport, and they became the best coaches because they know how to coach the worst players. And if you can coach the worst players, you can coach the best players to be excellent. That being said, I think all great coaches, once upon a time, were in a bad position. You know, it's 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 not uncommon to see that like most amazing coaches were once overweight, were once a scrawny dude, were once really insecure, were once lacking confidence. It's, it's overcoming those struggles that allowed them to teach what it takes to overcome those struggles. It's what created the drive to help other people because not only do they know the feeling of being in that bottom position like your feet are in quicksand, but they also know what it feels like to triumph and to get above that and to get through that and past that and onward. And to be successful because there's no better feeling than going through the grind, struggling with the grind, and then getting down to the end of the line and being a winner. Like the feeling I had when I lost 50 pounds and people looked at me different, I looked at people different, I was sweating less, I was moving more, I was happier, I was more confident, I had more drive and more ambition, I had more energy. The feeling was unbelievable and it's my job to pay that feeling forward. But it's because I have empathy From not only the standpoint of like, hey, I know this is fucking hard. I know this is not easy, but also the empathy of like, I know what it feels like to get to the other side and you're going to love it so much and you're never going to regret the struggle if you get there. Because I know what that feeling is, I want to give that feeling to as many people as possible and that is empathy. 
Um, and again, I'm going to use myself as an example because I am a coach and that's all I do and that's all I love. It's literally 100% what I do and it's what I always will do. But I'm not imp- trying to impress you. I'm trying to impress upon you that these are core values of mine that I want to share with you to help coaches listening become a better coach and help clients listening how to find a great coach. Um, so number two is empathy. You need to be empathetic. You need to have been in their shoes. You need to be walking the walk, talking the talk. You need to be going through it. If you're a nutrition coach and you don't watch your nutrition or track your macros, what are you doing? If you're a trainer and you don't physically train, what are you doing? If you're an online coach writing programs and you don't follow a program for weeks and weeks on end, your program hopping all the time, what are you doing? It doesn't make sense. You need to live what you preach. Learn, live, teach. That's the process. Number three, education. Education is massively important. You guys know this because you listen to this podcast. So you are investing your time, your precious time in educating yourself on training, nutrition, mindset, all these things that I talk about on this podcast. Uh, But you also know that it's really important because it's the foundation of what tailored coaching is. Our job is to create coaches out of our clients. And what I mean by that is it's kind of like we're the magicians who share our secrets, who share our magic tricks, essentially. I want the client to know exactly what, why, how, when, where, what to do, when to do it, how to adjust it, so on and so forth. Because by the end of the road, at some point in time, when they get to their result and they feel good about maintaining and sustaining it, they will leave us, period. We don't coach people for life. I mean, technically we do. We coach them for life, but we don't coach them for the rest of their life. So it's my job as a teacher to teach them how to do this on their own. And I think that comes from education, not only from a standpoint of great coaches love to educate their clients. Great coaches love when clients ask why. They love it. And they love when clients ask them a question that requires it depends at the beginning (laughs) because now I get a chance to go deep dive and explain everything that's on my mind and every reason I have of why I'm giving you what I'm giving you. So I think it's really, really important for, for coaches or for clients to seek that. If you ask a coach why and they don't give you an answer, they don't give you a description or they, they say don't worry about it or anything like that, then that's a huge red flag. One of the analogies I use when I'm talking to new clients is like, hey, if we walked out to the street and I put you on the sidewalk and I said walk down this road and you had no idea where that road led. It was a completely unfamiliar road. But I said just walk down that road, stay on the sidewalk. It's a long road. Just trust me. Just keep following the sidewalk. I'll call you when you're done. What? No, we'll just walk. Yeah, just walk. I'll call you when to stop. Just, just, just go. Don't worry about where you're going. Don't worry about how long you're going to walk. Just, just go. You would say no. People are like, why the hell would I do that? What's at the end of this? <laughs> There's no way. I'm just going to keep walking and wait for you to call? No. It doesn't work like that. So why do people step into coaching and not expect an answer of where they're going, where they're headed, how it's going to look, how long it's going to take? How fast do they have to walk? How many breaks do they get along the way? This is why we go deep into explaining the phases and periodization of our coaching because we want you to know how fast we're moving, where we're going to, how long it's going to take, and how many breaks we're going to take along the way to make sure that we're repairing metabolism, muscle collection, so on and so forth along the way. But my point with that is simple. We educate them. So your coach should be really willing to educate. Like great, the greatest coaches love educating their clients. They love the question, answer why, and they love to start with the words, it depends. I'm sorry, they love the question why, and they love to start with the word, it depends, and then go into massive detail. And if your coach isn't going into massive detail, that's a red flag. And if you're a coach not going into massive detail, and you wonder why your clients aren't uh, uh, adhering or complying or staying consistent or staying with you longer than a couple months, there's your answer. Education. Educate them. 
make sure they understand. And when they understand, compliance goes through the roof because buy-in is there. We want a client's buy-in. Why? Because if they have buy-in, they trust us and they trust the process. And when you trust the person in the process, you are 10 times more likely to actually follow the program, protocol, diet, whatever it may be, period. The other side of education is that great coaches are constantly educating. I have one of my clients, actually crazy. She's been with me for, shout out to Chas if she's listening. She's been with me for six years. She's been a client um, off and on. So uh, I trained her in person for five years. Um, and then when I left the gym, I, I passed her off and handed her off to, to one of my best friends who is also a coach at the gym, Theo Bowie. Um, he's been working with her and she just recently came back to do nutrition with me and now we're coaching again. It's been a blast to, to dive back into her, her life and help her. Um, but she said something she, uh, to an email of mine the other day and was like, damn, I never realized how many letters you have behind your name getting pretty official. And she's known me since I was like 18 or 19 when I first started interning. It's crazy. But the point being with me saying that again is not to impress you, but to impress upon you, like I'm constantly learning. Like, okay, like after the fucking 17th certification, you think I would have stopped. I don't need any more to prove anything, but I'm not trying to prove shit. I'm trying to constantly educate myself because guess what? You can listen to 27 different experts on macros and every single one of them might say the same thing because guess what? Carbs are carbs, proteins, protein, fats, fats. Caloric balance is caloric balance thermodynamics. You can't debunk it. However, how those individuals teach and educate that and communicate the principles inside of nutrition is completely different. So you can learn the same topic from 27 different people and get 27 different valuable ways of teaching that yourself and pull apart so many gold nuggets. That's why I constantly seek nutrition and training education. It's why I'm constantly reading. It's why I'm constantly updating my library. It's why I'm constantly going through courses and getting my coaches courses. And we're all constantly doing something. In fact, every single one of my coaches almost constantly is going through a certification program. Like all of them together at the same time, different ones. So everybody's always doing something. Um, and we're all always reading. And we have like, uh, we don't have a book club. We should have a book club. But we all read the same stuff. And then we congregate on it and so on and so forth. But my point being is we're constantly trying to learn more. So there's two sides of education. Number one, the coach should be learning every day. You're never smart enough. Training nutrition research is always being constantly updated. And there's always a better way to learn how to teach the principles and methods that you know. Um, it's not about always, it's not always about learning new principles and methods. It's about how do you communicate those better? It's the art of coaching. How do I deliver that information better to the client? Um, and then the second part of that is Great coaches educate their clients and they fucking love doing it. They want to overly explain things and give you depth so you can grab onto it and run with it and be able to sustain the result for the rest of your life. That's the whole point of coaching. Number four, enthusiasm. If you can't tell by now, I'm extremely enthusiastic about coaching. If a coach isn't enthusiastic, and honestly, if you're doing anything in your life that you're not enthusiastic about, Stop doing it. Why are you doing it? If you're not enthusiastic about something, you don't love it. If we define what being enthusiastic is, it's literally being joyful or jubilant or passionate or ambitious about one single thing. Like you have so much passion and drive to do this one thing that you have to get better at it. There's nothing more promising and trustworthy than a coach who is extremely passionate and enthusiastic about working with you, about coaching, about learning, about posting content, about getting better, about traveling and networking. 
your coach should be enthusiastic and inside of your life in all other areas, you should be enthusiastic as well. And if there's an area where you notice you are lacking enthusiasm, ask yourself two things. First, why don't you have enthusiasm? Is it because you don't like the thing or is it because you're not giving an effort into the thing? And then the second thing is why are you doing it? Which goes back to the first thing. Do you even like it? There's a lot of times in life where people will notice that they're unenthusiastic about something. And if they really started kind of poking around in their brain and their heart and their soul, and their gut, and they started asking themselves, like, do I really want to be doing this? The answer is no. Typically, they'll sit there and go, man, this doesn't make me happy. The reason I'm unenthusiastic about it is because I do not enjoy doing it. In fact, I dread it. In fact, I hate these days because I have to do it. I try to avoid it. So cut it out of your life. One of the most powerful things you can do is audit everything in your life and remove all the crabs in the bucket. Remove all the negative things. Remove all the stresses that don't benefit your life and you don't need. There's always going to be stresses that you can't get rid of, of course, but there's also a lot of stresses that you are choosing to be stressed out about and you don't need to choose that. So ask yourself that. And then the other side of it is like, if you're not being enthusiastic about something in your life, but you know that you love that thing, it's because you're not putting in an effort. And I say this all the time, love is a verb, not an adjective. And what that means is, yes, you can be in love, but loving is how you accomplish love. So if you were, for example, to stick with this range, if you were unenthusiastic about your relationship and building that relationship and growing that relationship, then you need to start practicing more love because that love will build that enthusiasm. Because if you can look at your spouse and say, I I do love you, I do want enthusiasm, but you're not giving it, then you have to ask yourself why you're not giving it. And then you have to start trying because it's all about that. Now, going back to the coaches, because I'm not a marriage counselor, um, coaches should be enthusiastic, period. If you're looking for a coach, they better be enthusiastic. If you are a coach and you're not enthusiastic, why are you a coach, period? And if you are a coach and you've become unenthusiastic because you've been doing this for years, take a look inside your business and eliminate the shit that you don't like doing. Because in my experience, the more busy you get, the busier and busier you get, the more and more shit you have to do that you're not really passionate about, but it's just part of running a business. Part of running a successful business is that there's many hats that you have to wear. There's many moving parts. So sometimes you will become unenthusiastic and unpassionate about coaching because you have so many other things on your plate that it stresses you out in general. So it's not necessarily the coaching and the programming and those things that actually stress you out or you are not enthusiastic about or interested in. It's the fact that all these other things keep you so busy and stressed out that you can't be present and enjoy the coaching experience. So in my experience, when I, when I felt that, I outsourced. I literally started handing off as many things as I could. Anything inside the business that I don't feel I need to do or that it's not me creating, like why am I doing it? I would much rather pay somebody else to do it and save my time so I can coach people. My, my gift, my zone of genius is inside coaching and inside content creation. So I stay there. That's it. Um, and the last thing is expectations. A great coach has specific, high, realistic expectations. Um, and as a client, you should have high expectations for your coach. Um, expectations are really just standards. And that's really what I mean here. The standard of your coach should be high. I always say live life at a higher standard to some of my guys that I mentor. And the purpose behind that is that every area of your life has the potential to be better. You have the potential to be a completely different human being. And that's something that fires me up more than ever is I start thinking about the possibilities and potential I have. 
and I think about like, man, who could I become? Like, if it, like nothing's holding me back. Nothing can stop me from accomplishing anything. What kind of person can I become? And the truth is, is I can, I can visualize a better individual and that motivates me to continue growing. Um, but that's because I'm setting a high standard or expectation for myself. I think setting a standard is better way to say it, but expectation starts with an E. So I threw that in there. Um, but as a client, you should be finding a coach that has high standards for themselves. You should also be setting a high standard for yourself inside of your results. And the coach should also set high standards for themselves and for their clients. So it goes both ways because if I set high standards for my clients, I'm telling them, Hey, I, I fucking believe in you. Like I believe in you so much that my standard for you is way up here. And I know you can crush that. Here's exactly how we're going to do it. You just have to execute. And I know you can do this. With us working together, you can accomplish and become so much more than you are or have right now. But it comes with holding you to a higher standard. If I do not hold you to a higher standard, I am not holding you accountable to stay consistent or to work hard or to become better. Like what are you even paying me for at that point? So I think this whole thing about how holding higher standards goes both ways. As a coach, you should have the highest standards for yourself possible in every area of your life and every aspect of coaching. And as a client, you should be holding high standards for yourself to accomplish more. And the coach should believe in you for that too. The coach should believe in those standards and set those standards with you. And that also means that the expectations of your timeline, of your goals, of your outcomes, things like that have to be realistic and high at the same time. Like you should set a big target, but you also need to be realistic. Like you want to lose 60 pounds. Okay. Add four weeks to whatever timeline you think, right? So expectations also become down to realistic expectations because you don't want to sell false, false promises and you want to do this the right way to sustain it. So that's all I got for you guys today. The five E's of coaches. This is why great coaches are great. Experience, empathy, education, enthusiasm, and expectations. Happy Monday. Before I let you go, I just want to say thanks. I seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me, educating yourself to get better results. It still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn. It's so empowering, and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more, again, to get you better results. The second thing, head over to boomboomformance.com slash sign dash up or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the Nutrition Hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at cody at boomboomperformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.